knocked off the L.A. Chargers 27-24. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. It's not like I've heard that announcer call a hundred million times here in Los Angeles. Anyway, welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. All right, let's do a little AFC South-themed segment, shall we? Let's start with the Titans and the Browns. Cleveland is a three-and-a-half-point favorite here. little juice to Tennessee's direction, but the total here is 39-and-a-half. And it's one of those totals where it's like, Deshaun Watson is the quarterback, how the mighty have fallen, where he's playing in a game where the total is less than 40, and Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and company, total under 40. Just just, set, just stepping back and taking big picture looks here, that to me is interesting. But as far as actually placing bets on this, Aaron, where would you like to start? Well, I'd like to start with Deshaun Watson because what I have seen from him so far, I'm just not confident laying three and a half points if I have to rely on this version of Deshaun Watson. Now, the Browns defense has definitely been really good under Jim Schwartz. It's just the offense for me that has been very suspect. No Nick Chubb. We know Kareem Hunt is back. Uh, I was thinking maybe even looking at Amari Cooper props if you wanted. The Browns' defensive line is just going to dominate. Um, I, I, I think this is just a – it's going to be an interesting matchup. I was certainly torn, but I ended up talking myself into Titans plus three and a half. I think, you know, Derrick Henry, I was looking at how he's done because Joe even mentioned it in the break. His prop is low, 72 and a half rushing yards for Derrick Henry. I'm still going to go under. He had 80 yards again this game. Ryan Tannehill, Mm -hmm. it's minus 125, an interception with a terrible offensive line that the Titans have. He had three interceptions against the Saints. I think he'll have one against this really dominant defensive line for the Browns, Joe. Yeah, you're right. And PFF ranks Tennessee with a bottom five offensive line. Certainly certainly a change from where they were just a couple of years ago when Henry was at its best. Uh, So that's scary going against what could be the best defense in football with the Titans. But I'm looking at the Brown side and I've heard the cases from a number of people. and And I understand where they're coming from. Coming off Monday night, they clearly outplayed the Steelers, but turnovers in the end. I mean, we, we know what happened there. So Jerome Fodes, I we expect he's going to be the feature back, and they're still going to need to lean on the run game offensively. Yeah, better, because if you're going to lean on Watson in the passing game, there might be trouble waiting for you. I mean, Watson is as bad as anyone right now. He's, he's down there with the, the rookies that just got into the league that are kind of learning their way. Like, it, you look at it, it's just – He's dead last in on-target percentage in the NFL. His yards per attempt is 30th, 30th in the NFL. And we were wondering, oh, more time, full offseason, some of the noise simmers down. No, it's not with him. So you're going to have to lean on Ford. Let's see what you can do. You're going against a great run defense. That's the thing. So the first game without Chubb for the full game, you don't. You have to go against that Titans run defense. We'll see what Ford does. We we know they signed Hunt earlier this week. I'm sure some people are betting on him to score an anytime touchdown. So that's what would concern me. Now Watson is pushing it down the field. It's not a great group of receivers, but they are trying 
for the explosive plays. I just don't know that it's, that it's going to work. And then I also look at the coaching. It's amazing that Vrabel has a straight-up winning record when he's an underdog. He has a winning straight-up record when he's an underdog, like he is in this spot, and we're getting more than the field goal with three and a half, and Stefanski's terrible in this role as a favorite. So I'm going to take Tennessee. I expect it to be a one-score game. You're giving me three and that hook. Uh, I have Tennessee starting the season 3-0 ATS. This is interesting because Titans plus three and a half, it's one of the more bet teams at BetMGM. So the public certainly agrees with you folks. But I am siding with the Browns here. They have one of the better offensive lines in all of football. So that should negate any pressure that the Titans may bring as far as the pass rush goes. Yes, that run defense for the Titans is good, but they haven't faced anything like what this offensive line can do. So that matters to me. Yeah, turnovers, that makes Cleveland's offense looks a little bit worse, but that can get cleaned up quickly, and that is a volatile stat, so you don't want to you know, stress that too much. The other thing, too, is it's not just Miles Garrett that's making this Browns defense oh so effective, but Denzel Ward, the cornerback, has been one of the better DBs going. So at every level, the Browns defense is absolutely fantastic, and they are proving that if they're not the best defense in football, they're a top three unit. And to make matters even better for Cleveland, how are the Titans offensively going to move the ball down the field? Derrick Henry is limited. You know, Ty J Spears just can't get going. You know, you don't really trust the passing attack, at least so far with the Titans. And so that's a big problem there. I just think this Browns defense is going to pretty much wreak havoc and dominate this football game in a lot of ways. And folks, this is what's really crazy to me is that I think whenever you build a model, you always have one game or two games where your number is substantially off than the markets. And guys, my number for this game is Browns minus six. So not Whoa. only am I backing Cleveland Whoa. in this spot, not only am I backing Cleveland in this spot, I'm going to do an alternate spread. Not going to go wow. through the key numbers, but I'm going to buy it to Browns minus five and a half at plus 120. What do you think about that, Joe? Aaron, not only is he just fading us, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stab you alt right spread? now. Like, we're going to alt line. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see it sick with Watson. You're doing this with Watson. It's not with one Watson. of the worst teams in NFL. All right. All right, let's see. With Watson. Right. Let's get some defensive touchdowns for Cleveland. Let's go. You don't want to bet on that, but gonna what have to. this thing is going to go now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Let's stretch the fingers. Let's go, baby. Two Alternate weeks in spread. a row. Yeah. I'm in. I am all in. All right, guys. Uh, Colts and Ravens. Baltimore, eight and a half point favorites. Uh, Anthony Richardson uh, looks to be out because of concussion. The Ravens do yeah. have a laundry list uh, for its injury report. Uh, but, Aaron, when it comes to this play and also the fact that we have a you know medium total of 44, what do you like here? So the concussion stuff with Anthony Richardson is tough. You know, Baltimore is also banged up. But they have shown that they can overcome it. I don't know for how long, but if any team can overcome things like that, I, I feel like this is a Ravens team under John Harbaugh that has the capability to do that. They did it last week. I think they'll find some success in this situation. 
man, I think Ravens in a teaser leg makes me feel a little more comfortable. Mm. Um, I really am looking at Zay Flowers over 48 and a half receiving yards. That's my favorite prop in this game. In the first two weeks, I feel like he's going to be Lamar's favorite target. He had 78 against Houston, 62 against the Bengals. So my favorite play is not going to be a cider total, but Zay Flowers over 48 and a half receiving Joe. Last week when they were playing the Bengals, the big storyline was injuries and how great Baltimore is as an underdog. And they did it again. And they end up winning the game. Bengals still dealing with a ton of, ton of issues. The Ravens when they're big favorites over the last few years, that has not been a role that they've been very successful in. Since 2021, Lamar's 2-11 and 11 against the spread when it's a field goal Ooh. or higher. And I feel like since the Ravens pulled off the upset uh, last week against Cincinnati when they were in a desperate spot, people just kind of forgot about the injuries. Oh, yeah. And, like, they don't matter as much this week. I think they might matter – even more when it comes to the point spread, because now you're going to have to get up again. This is not a divisional matchup. Now you're expected to win, and you got by last week with a bunch of second stringers out there. Now we have OBJ not practicing. Ronnie Stanley's still not practicing, or left tackle. Their center, Linderbaum, still not practicing. Same thing with the corner, Marlon Humphrey. Same thing with safety, Marcus Williams. So, again, they could be without six, seven starters in this game. Um, I, I trust the Colts coaching where they're going to design a game plan where Minshew can keep this close enough. I'm not one of these guys that are, that are out there like, yeah, Minshew's so good and he should be a starter somewhere. I'm not saying that at all. But the number of eight and a half, I think it's too much. This, this thing should be closer to seven. So I'm going to take the Colts and the points. Once again, it's backup quarterback theater, guys. And, Joe, once again, I looked at those key uh, advanced metrics to determine if Gardner Minshew uh, can also be formidable as the backup. And I just don't see it. I don't think he performed very well in an Eagles uniform. Yes, CPOE was solid, but his QBR last year was 41.6. That's below average. And his 55.6 offensive PFF grade last season was also not that good. And so I think this is a step down for the Colts. And not to mention that Colts mm -hmm. defense does play a lot of zone, and I think it makes them a good bit more predictable. So in a game like this, yeah, the injuries are a problem and they can add up. But at least I think the Ravens know what to expect coming into a contest like this. And if you know what the other team is going to do, then I think that makes things a lot easier. And so I think the predictability and the Minshew factor where he could be a problem in this game, I am going to back the Ravens here at minus eight and a half. I think, yeah, it's a big number, but I'm more than comfortable taking them just because I think the Colts will be reeling just a little bit. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, John Daigle from 4 for 4 and BetSperts joins us with his favorite NFL prop looks and bets for week three. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.